I swear uh, to God, if it was recording from the fucking speakers, I'm gonna shit myself. You mean from the mic built-in microphone? Yeah, because probably was, was. Piss me off if it did that. Did what? Really? So since we already did a full podcast episode on um one and two or episodes one and two, it'd probably be best just to go back and listen to that and uh, hear our initial reactions towards it. Um, yeah. anything on chapter three (laughs) (laughs) and four (laughs) so we're on to chapter three it's called the sin i give this 10 out of 10 blasters and also i did predict this in the previous podcast the mandalorian part one and two oh I, i i guess you're right yeah you did predict it um yeah, I definitely give this one a, a ten out of uh, ten blasters. It's got a lot of good action in it. Um, so he goes back to the planet Navarro uh, with Baby Yoda, and he arrives, and people are giving him weird looks. Um, he goes straight to the M- Empire Revenants. Revenant, yeah. And um, he turns Baby Yoda in, but you <laughs> sounds weird, but you can't really see it in his face, but you know you see it in his face because he's like he wears a mask but you know he's giving that look of yeah like, the the way that he looks at baby yoda is very uh, is this the right decision when he does actually hand over the um the baby yoda to the uh imperial remnant he, he even asked the the dude uh what are you doing with baby yoda and he's like uh bounties shouldn't ask questions oh it's more that he was like it doesn't matter to you because you're just a bounty hunter you, so you, you know you don't he, really care about this he, thing do you it's he, just another payment yeah so he gets his uh steel his beskar steel beskar steel he goes back to the other mandalorians he gets his um armor um upgraded yeah upgraded and replaced um other um other Mandalor- oh he gets oh what do you remember what those things are called no, no, like, like whistling birds or something. Yeah, something songbirds. Yeah, he or gets this. He gets this really cool uh, weapon that's like these little like needle missiles. Yeah, you, you see them in other um, other like sh- Star Wars uh, TV shows, uh, like uh, the Clone Wars, and you see it in uh, the Rebels. Um, yeah, that's right. You do actually see them in the Rebels. And then uh, he other uh, other Mandalorians. Uh, disapprove of this yeah they disapprove of the steel because it's not it's it's, beskar is mandalorian ore i i guess is how i would describe it it. the imperial stamp yeah so they said it's like it's not real um beskar yeah it's not authentic because it was made in imperial smelters instead of a mandalorian one so it's like it's extremely disrespectful to even use it, but it's like, you know, hey, it, it, it spends so, and works just like the normal stuff. So, so. he uh, gets all his brand new armor upgrade, these wonderful toys. He leaves, um, he walks into the bar, and he wants a new contract, um, I believe. Yeah, he wants new contracts. So he takes new contracts, and everyone hates the Mandalorian. Um Oh yeah, that's right. He does. He go, he walks into the cantina he's like, and uh, he's like, "Mando, you're a legend, but yeah, everyone hates you." The 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 guild master is like, "Yeah, you're you're an absolute G at this moment, and uh, you you got the best bounty, but but uh, man, does he have the swag? Yeah, man, he's that, he got some serious bling going on. Um, but uh, after that, he gets the he gets the new contracts. He goes back to his uh, ship." And he has second thoughts. Yeah, you can see it. It, It's funny for a character that literally, like like Jester said, that has no facial expressions because he doesn't show his face. You can tell that he's regretting turning over Baby Yoda to the uh, the Empire. He has a dad moment. So yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert: He's a dad. Basically, he he's dad now. But um, so he uh. 
he decides he's gonna go and save the baby yoda dude he goes all james bond yeah he, john wick the whole entire like jason Bourne. he he goes ham on these stormtroopers to get baby yoda back now what i liked about this episode that will be shown later on in the series is that stormtroopers and the seer in the star wars universe have always been treated as kind of stupid and like can't shoot for anything and there is kind of a funny moment where they poke fun at that but um they're not bad shots and uh he he does end up getting hit while uh you know rescuing baby yoda from their uh i don't want to say clutches but basically them having him and it's it's kind of impressive to see a stormtrooper hit a mandalorian he hits him in the chest doesn't he like right over the so like like a really nice shot so it's like proving a point that yeah he may be mandalorian but he's not like like he's not invincible so um so he goes he gets baby yoda and he uh, basically um does what all what you shouldn't do as a bounty to take your bounty back uh oh yeah it's it's a huge crime to do that or some yeah, something so, it's against the so the guild. he has baby yoda he's gonna leave and then there's a shit ton of other bounty hunters that basically get like little signals saying oh shit yeah he's and, now the um, new bounty and he's about to leave and there's just a big old you know show showdown in the okay corral and everyone blasters go off and he he's trying to get out of there and then uh the the mandalorians that oh, were dude hiding mandalorians in come in with their backpacks and fucking machine gun drum gun just whoop, yeah they just air out thing, everything dude. and they're just like this is the way you know we 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 will help you but <laughs> and then he uh we're gonna basically, have to figure out something uh, else to do escapes on his ship and flies off and then you see a, a mandalorian with a jetpack flying next to him and, and pretty fucking and sweet yeah so that's that's a quick wrap-up of that one um it's just it's a really it it gives a lot of character to an to a quiet character just he cares about the baby yoda even though he's basically done nothing with it other than just protect it as a a bounty but he really you know he really connects with um with him and so in the next episode uh it talks about or it goes further into detail so on to chapter four yeah uh it's called the sanctuary um it was an okay one uh it was more peaceful i think it's more uh it's a slower pace episode. it's just a very slower pace it's also one of the shortest episodes too I think it is the shortest at only I think thirty six minutes, while all the other ones are like forty forty something forty like forty five to forty eight minutes. So uh, Mandau has left the um, basically the planet and is on to go hide out. Yeah, he's looking for a place to hide Baby Yoda because he realizes he's not really up to caring for him it's not that he doesn't want to it's that he he knows that his life like his lifestyle is dangerous so having a little kid around is probably not the safest thing so then he travels to a uh what would you call it like a farming planet? yeah it's, it's, a, it's a very peaceful planet. I mean, he he does a scan it doesn't have much going on there's no remnants empire or rebels or anything on the thing it's just yes. a peaceful farming plant where nothing really happens so he goes and lands and he goes into town and super peaceful yeah, he goes to the local bar you see loath cats you see other animal wildlife that you've never really seen before in um star wars movies um and he goes to the local bar he asks for some soup and some tea um and he looks over and sees a rebel shock trooper or ex-rebel shock trooper um and asks the he asks the waitress what's the deal with her how long she's been here yada 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 and then he they basically talk and go outside and fight and he gets his ass whoop yeah i'm trying to remember um what her name is let me look it up really quick and then after that um they sit down and talk and have drinks 
Um, and, yeah, she uh, Cara Dune, yeah, and then it, yeah, it turns out she's just been chilling here because she's done with being because uh, of- she she was a shock trooper and she was a mercenary and now she's just kind of done. She's just like, meh, I'm retired. She's, yeah, retired. So they they both agree and uh, they're just chilling and drinking and uh, then uh, Mando's like, well, you know, I'll see what's going on here oh an important part that we just i mean it's important but it's a a shorter episode basically it opens with a uh, fishing uh community being uh, attacked by raiders and so then when men the mando is leaving the planet uh these two fishermen from the the opening scene uh tell them tell him that we need uh, your help yeah we need your help we'll do whatever um, we have some money. Uh, we just need your help. And well, the Mando has a heart. I think it's yeah. He does it. He does it. He doesn't do it for money. I think he, or if he does, he does it for almost nothing. I think he also is like maybe I can uh, pawn the baby Yoda off and he'll be okay here. That's right. I forgot about that. Because, yeah, he was like maybe this would be a good place for because, him to grow up because there's know, a lot of kids and everything. Because it's after, a good neighborhood. Oh, it's a good neighborhood. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so it uh, turns out that the the Raiders are a little more tougher than they, uh, oh, they initially had, thought. They had, they had a, a, a captured ATST. Yeah, the thing looked that, wicked. Uh, they didn't. Uh, they didn't know. They did a really good job in that part, making it actually seem scary. Oh yeah, like, with the red eyes. Like you know, when you see it in the other movies, you're like, oh, it's an ATST, whatever. But in this one, it's like these are ra- regular people that don't have that aren't you know trained soldiers so this thing is like 10 times as scary and then yeah like you said it has red eyes for some bizarre reason and uh so basically the farmers learn how to fight shoot guns and all this stuff kara decides to hang out with uh mando and uh they they teach the local or the locals how to defend themselves and they do and they win they win and it gets closing and he ta- he's talking to one of the farmer ladies and about like, leaving baby yoda there and it turns out that that place isn't even safe because of there was another there was a bounty hunter and it was going to snipe baby yoda and kill baby yoda but um uh dune lady yeah cara dune cara dune killed him killed him and, and then Mando realizes that well he's anymore. part of him now so he has to stay with him. So it it was a shorter episode. Uh it wasn't I, bad. I give it I, I gave it I give it a 9 and a half out of 10. Mm. It, was, it was, That's for me that's being generous. I'd probably give it a 7 just because it wasn't the strongest of the I mean, of all the episodes but it wasn't terrible. Of all the other episodes it, it's um they, it's need, way slower they needed a more slower pace because I don't think they could have kept on. I don't think people would have like liked the whole uh, keeping up fast pace, go go go, pew 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 pew. They wanted something slow it down, so it feels like it's gonna be you know a longer TV series. So that, that's why I think. Yeah, I guess you could call it filler. I I guess I wouldn't. I don't know if I would call it that, but. Uh... Uh, yeah, the next episode's a little more, uh, exciting. Yes. Okay, um, so I feel like these next couple chapters, which is 5, 6, 7, and 8, the ones that are coming up, that we're gonna talk about, have the most Star Wars lore in them. Uh, like, it has the most meat, and it's, like, the The biggest callbacks. The biggest callbacks, the best ones, uh, that are gonna come out. Yeah. So this uh, the fifth episode, or uh, chapter five, is the gunslinger, and it starts off with the Mandalorian flying in space with a uh, other bounty hunter uh, firing at him, telling him to give him the child. And yeah, it's one of the um, uh, it's a basic dogfight, and we don't see that much of dogfights in uh, Star Wars movies that are like you know Tie Fighter, X Wing, uh, you know. Things like that. This is like two completely random ships. And uh, it was actually pretty good. Um, I liked it. Yeah. I don't remember the exact line, but uh, basically the other bounty hunter who's trying to kill Mando steals his line from the fir- from the uh, 
first episode. I, I can I can bring you in warm or I can take you in cold. Which basically I can bring you in warm or basically I can, cry, I can cryo freeze you in your. No, he was just gonna kill him. I think that's what he's getting oh, at. Okay, okay. And then uh, the man was like, "That's my line." And yeah, he the basic... he flips his ship around and blows him up, and he's like, "That's my line." He uh, says it all cool. Like... His his ship is pretty much um, effed. And uh, he has to turn everything on and go to uh, basically, uh, you know, backup power mode. And he goes to the planet of, they call it... Tatooine. Tatooine. Um, he lands. He uh, he lands in Mos Eisley. And from the time he gets there uh, to the end, you notice that it's a lot different than what it used to be in the uh original trilogy and so for the first part is that he lands into basically like a mechanic uh hangar bay and of course mando hates droids yeah so a bunch of mechanic droids run towards his ship and he proceeds to shoot out at them you know to make him to fuck off the the mechanic lady uh says uh what the fuck are you doing those are my drones if you destroy one uh it's gonna cost you it's gonna cost you let me go take a look at your ship uh basically your ship is pretty much screwed that's gonna cost you a lot of money and he's like i only have like 500 imperial credits and like she's like well that'll cover the the hangar and he goes i'll get more so then he goes and goes to find work in Mos Eisley. And now here's where it's interesting. So because the Empire fell, Mos Eisley in the original was a major uh, spaceport for the Empire and their trading routes um, in the Outer Rim. And so because the Empire rule is no more, uh, it's a lot less crowded. Uh, there's not as many soldiers. or there, There's no soldiers at all. But there's a lot less people there because during the original trilogy, a lot of the things that would have been black market are now just free trade now it's just it's Uh, it's not regulated like the way that the empire would take that massive cut so a lot of the the you know scum and so in the new hope you see um luke and obi-wan and r2 and c-3po go through the iconic like middle of uh that area and it's hustle and bustle and it's all like you know um stuff is going on and it's like you know there's stormtroopers all this stuff now you see mando come out of the hangar area in the mechanic place and it's like maybe one or two people just walking through the streets and it's completely dead and you see some stormtrooper helmets and then he goes to the iconic cantina where it still looks like the same cantina but not as much people and the also that's the cantina where basically you in the new hope you meet han and chewy and also the famous who shot who first yeah between uh guido and han solo guido 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 why did i say guido Burrito. guido and uh Burrito. han and in, yeah so he meets the the i guess wannabe yeah wannabe he wants to be part of the guild in the same spot and so they yeah where han is sitting he he is after a bounty that's way out of his league uh as the mando explains and says the person you're after you think is this easy target and they're actually a master sniper assassin and that if you really want to go after it alone you're gonna die so you might as well take me so he uh takes him into the desert and they you they hop on speeder bikes and you get to see the dunes of tattooing and they're going through and they have to stop it because they see two iconic sand raiders the same ones you see in the new hope who knock out c-3po and almost kill luke skywalker do they knock out c-3po yeah they destroy him basically he's in pieces and so they stalk, they stop, they talk to uh, the Mando, because the Mando knows the language. Yeah, he can speak Sand Person or Sand Raider. And then they go on their merry on way, they get the okay to pass, and then they come to a dead bounty hunter. And he sees that the, he has a tracker, and apparently it was a trap. 
and yeah it was set up by the assassin um the assassin shoots at him they take hiding mando gets hit a couple times and then he's like well we're gonna have to wait till nighttime so mando passes out he doesn't pass out he just go you know he he decides to rest and then uh there's there's some comedic elements in that particular scene um and then they go and track down the uh, at the nighttime they take their speeders they use uh, flash grenades to blind the assassin because she has the high ground with her sniper they really like referencing the high ground <laughs> and uh they finally get and capture her after well she kicking the um the wannabe bounty hunter ass yeah she kicks his ass real hard um and then they're like well we'll take her in blah 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 but one of my the speeder bikes are broken and we would have to walk that would take forever so they're like well we'll go back and go get the um the they're called dewbacks dewbacks i believe that's what he went for yeah he went back for the dewback that was there so it would be a little bit faster so the mando goes back for the dewback and leaves it with the bounty hunter and the assassin well assassin's like i can cut a deal with you i can cut if you know who that is you would realize that he's worth more than me yeah and we can team up together so then the bounty hunter double crosses her and actually kills her and plans on killing you know mando well you see her get shot i don't think she's oh no she's she's dead i don't think she's completely dead in my opinion i think she's in my opinion she is not dead um so then he confronts mando actually no he leaves well yeah no he confronts him once he gets uh because the mandalorian comes back to see that the assassin's dead and that uh he he's assuming that the bounty hunter went to the hangar because he knew where um or he has one of the trackers for the baby yoda right i don't know no i thought he did no um, How do you know where to go? I think he knew because he was like, "Oh, let me go to my hangar and all that stuff and get my stuff." I feel like that happened. Don't quote me on it, but um, anyway, so then uh, uh, a standoff happens, and it turns well, out—it's—it's it's, it's the Mandalorian. Yeah, you don't. He's, of course, you're not just gonna just kill off the character like that, and because uh, he also the 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 wannabe bounty hunter had baby yoda in arms and uh yeah you don't mess with uh that's my baby papa's baby so then uh he kills him and then uh pays the uh mechanic mechanic, uh, a ton of money because apparently this bounty hunter was just loaded apparently loaded with cash and that's basically the end and it's it's uh oh actually no the last at the very end of the the episode um it goes back to the assassin and it shows this mysterious figure and everyone's saying it's bobo fat i think it's boba fett i don't think it's honestly think in my like swear to god i think it's boba fett because it is canon that he's alive it's 100 percent canon that he's alive um and you know i I think that would be kind of i i feel like john favreau and dave filoni would actually go that route I feel like they they're not above reviving dead characters. I mean, look at a uh, um like Darth Maul and uh that's true. Ahsoka and stuff. Like and by dead, I don't mean like physically dead. I mean just characters that you don't hear about anymore or uh the clones from the Clone Wars like Captain Rex, Captain Wolf oh, yeah. and uh, He's referencing Fives? Yeah. He's referencing the um TV show called Star Wars Rebels. It's on Disney Plus also, which is uh, has four seasons. Also, it's really good. Yeah, and uh, uh, talk is they're going to bring it back. But... And also, Dave Filoni did write Star Wars Rebels, so he... that's what I'm saying. He he's not above he he uh, he's not above bringing back old characters. Anyways, uh, and then it ends as you see these feet to over the assassin chick, which also I don't think she's dead, but. Then it just cuts away, end scene. Chapter six, the prisoner. The prisoner. All right. So, um, the prisoner. Mando is still does not know what to do with Baby Yoda, and it is just basic scrappy money 
just trying to he's a single father he's a single father trying to survive in this outer space he he just doesn't doesn't know what to do and he needs money so he takes a a job from an old buddy himself buddy that he used to do uh basically dirty jobs yeah so as it, it, it's further kind of explained in the episode um mandalorian is not clean in his uh particular back history and apparently was uh kind of a criminal yeah he was not a criminal just did just didn't do things that were legally uh like right that's the right he didn't do it for the empire didn't do it for the new public he basically did it for money yeah and um so they take a job regarding a prisoner that uh they need to free from a new republican uh new republic ship not republican um but this is the first time uh since the end of the fighting in star wars that we see a new republic uh, ship of any kind yeah um also in this episode we see um different races um we have uh, the mandau's race uh then we also have a uh, twilic yep twilic twilac uh which i very like much um and then there's the uh, what what do we call them uh he had horns. Oh, the big guy. Uh, the something big guy. like a Darvornian. A Darvornian. Yeah, don't don't quote us on that because yeah. we're not super good with the the pronoun pronunciation. Devorian. Devorian. Then says. there's a droid, and uh, basically they're gonna break someone out of this uh, New Republic um, prisoner ship, and um, it, it. I really like this episode. I guess not just because of Twilight like uh because it was just a really good episode you find a little bit more about uh mandow you his past his past so basically i'll board a mando ship to go um into hyperspace to basically go undetected onto the new republic ship yeah because uh the razor crest yeah razor crest. is mm-hmm. uh it's not registered with the new republic i guess or the empire it's really yeah, it's low just, key ship it's a it's a it's just kind of it's ghost yeah it's a ghost <laughs> in that terms hey uh, that might be that might lead to something uh, i don't know anyways uh, we're laughing because the, the ghost is actually the ship in star wars rebels and it's very undetected yeah because it's not registered to anyone um anyways so they go onto the ship um to go get this prisoner um and then uh, you just don't trust just don't trust yeah, don't trust guys. people that you used to work with in your criminal background because they eventually all turn on him and uh it turns into basically a game of cat and mouse with mando well, being well, the cat and yeah. all of them being mice yeah he goes john wick um there's a really cool part where they get stuck and there's a whole bunch of droids and they like well here's your time to shine mando and he they turn around and he's not there but uh, he does appear, and oh man, does he whoop some droid ass! Yeah, Mando's really good at killing droids. Uh, it's almost kind of sad at how much he hates droids. Like just well, the, the way that he killed kills his them. people and almost killed him. I mean, who wouldn't want to fucking kill droids? I wouldn't trust droids. Well, in the end of the episode, it uh, it turns out that, yeah, you shouldn't have ever trusted the people you he work with. He basically beats every single one of them up and then puts them in the prison um, and has a tracker for the New Republic because the ship basically... Oh, yeah, if anything goes wrong, there's, a, there's some sort of a beacon that will attract the uh, new republican or the new why don't keep calling it the new republican the new republic navy and they'll come and blow it up for yeah. some strange reason so i don't know why that's the ultimate basically for them. takes the prisoner after you know defeating all the other goons um and he says well you only have a choice you got to bring me back because you need money he's like oh okay so he he does he, he takes just... it back yeah he goes back to the space station and drops him off and and he uh, as takes thing... the money he takes the money and he leaves and they're like 
shoot him. Do it. Yeah, so that's the weird thing that we kind of left out, is that the uh, the guy who gave him the job basically is like, I don't care how you do it, I don't care who comes back, there's no questions asked. That's that, that's my policy. So he brings him back, and none of the other people are there. It's hinted that he, he killed him, but he actually didn't. He kept him alive. But, you know, no questions asked, so he gets his payment. And as he's, uh, you know, going to leave, they think they have the upper hand on him and send off, or try to send off some uh, fighters to go blow up the Razor Crest. But the Mando is too smart and already was like, well, I I hate these people anyway, so... I put a tracker on the prisoner and the New Republic comes and that's, this is the first time we see an X-Wing that is not actual in, like, you know... Um, it's not red, it's blue for once. Yeah, it's uh, it's not in like the Star Wars movie. It's a Star Wars uh, episode of The Mandalorian. And um, and it comes in and blows up the space station. Yeah, yeah. there's, yeah, co- there's two of them and it's it's really crazy. It's like... There's two? I thought there was like three of them. I don't know. There's, there's, there it, it happens really quick, but the, the point is, is that it was a cool nod to just seeing the power of the X-Wings. And then Mando is leaving and he sees that... The, there's a transmission from the old guild leader saying, hey, yeah, I, got, is his name. I have a proposition for you. You might want to listen. So he listens to it. And does it end there? I think it just ends there. Yeah, he ends with it's a tra- it, or uh, it's a cliffhanger. But uh, yeah, in the next two episodes, which are the final ones, he does end up going back t- to Navarro to listen to what his uh, proposition is. So chapter seven, we it's it's getting down to the nitty gritty. This chapter seven is called the reckoning, and it's the reckoning for a reason. So Mandau just basically left the space station and is still on the run. He gets he gets a message from. Grief Karga. Grief Karga saying, hey, come back to the the planet because the Imperial Revenants is still there and is gaining more and more stormtroopers. And I have a plan and we can double cross them, kill them, and everyone can be on his way and we go our own ways. And Yeah, the, the, the bounty for you will drop. Way. Everything will go, go back to normal way. as if nothing happened the uh, the asset that you're af- that everyone is after will be everyone will just accept that it's gone or it doesn't exist yeah and... yeah we'll just wipe it clean yep and forget so... about it um so he agrees and then it begins he goes to the planet where he uh, was gonna drop baby Yoda off and uh, uh, the shock rebel shock trooper um she's still there. And he goes and says, I need you for this job. And we're going to go kill some Imperial Revenant people. And she is all gung-ho for that shit. Yeah, she's she's just like, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, I got nothing her better na- to do. Her name was Kira Dune. Kara Dune. Kara Dune. And she says, fuck yeah, let's do it. Um, and then he goes, okay, good. So then he goes back to um, the planet where Queel is at. And he tries to talk Quill into it, and it it takes a hot minute. And Quill's like, "Blah blah blah, I don't want to do it." And he's happy at his place. And then he sees that IG Eleven is still alive, and boy howdy does! Uh, oh yeah, man, Mando just... freaks out, dude. Yeah, because the last time we saw him, he was about to. Cap, cap, baby, baby Yoda, and uh, so Banda freaks out, pulls out his gun, gonna blast him, and uh, no, no, he's a, he, apparently now he's a nursing unit, and he he cares for Baby Yoda and cares for Quill, and so they talk, and he says, "All right, I will, I will go along with you, only if I can take IG Eleven and uh, oh, they're called Porgs. No, no, that's sorry, that's completely wrong." Blurgs. Blurgs, not Porgs. Porgs are from Star Wars Force Awakening. Those little... Oh, fuck. I hate those things. (laughs) 
yeah. Anyways, so um, they all agree, and they go back to the planet where you first meet. No, you to the yeah, guild no, leader. Yeah, they go back to Navarro, and uh, yeah, he's put together his own kind of ragtag crew of security, and uh, they plan on meeting with uh, Grief Karga outside of the 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 outside of the the city or the little town it is because they don't want to like land near it so they land away from it they they uh ride in they meet him and they start going into town and they get caught in it, it was it was a weird basically a weird um part in the episode where they get caught in some kind of sandstorm and these uh bird things come down and attack him and they destroy some stuff oh they they take one of the um the um the beasts and it gets killed and flown away now i remember oh uh, yeah it does kill one of the blurgs it's really it's actually kind of sad when that happens just because you're just like man you've been with us for, well you haven't been with us but you've been there since episode one and and uh so sad. the next day happens and they're going into town and they're almost into town and um the the guild leader shoots both of the other two bounty hunters that were helping him uh, bring the the baby in and uh, the Mandow in. And uh, so that happens. And he's like, they're going to double-cross you. It's complete setup, blah, blah, blah. And uh, basically he goes, okay, fine. This is what we're doing. So they bring it. They give Baby Yoda to Quill and says, go back to the ship, protect him with your life. If anything happens, shit goes down, take off with the ship and leave. And um, he agrees. So he starts going back. Apparently it's fucking 800 miles. And so they're bringing in the fake carriage, the floating carriage. I love that thing. Into the, um, into the town. And he's like... You said there's only four stormtroopers. Oh yeah, in. and the town was crawling with stormtroopers everywhere. Everywhere. So they get into town. They go and they meet with the Imperial revenants, and they talk and talk. And he's about to pull out his gun and blow him away. Yeah, because he's really intent on seeing Baby Yoda, and then he gets a uh, call from a uh, a moth. Uh, it doesn't tell you the name at first. Um, and, uh, he's basically confirming that, yes, you actually do have the asset. And he's and like, I have the really? Mandow too. And he's like, really? You want to check again? And, uh, the, uh, the Imperial leader is like, what? And then all of a sudden a bunch of lasers, uh, laser bolts Dude, come that place, flying that in. That place just gets shredded. And it, uh, all, all, all the Imperials, uh, and the, uh, Imperial leader are, killed on the spot and they blow a giant hole in it just to i don't know make a point i yeah. guess and so mando uh the shock trooper and grief karga are there and and they're, they're trying to they're tra- also trying to get a hold of a quill and be like hey where are you at where are you at yeah they know they know something's wrong and uh so he's quill's trying to hustle back to the ship and uh, two uh two speeder bike uh troopers are after him and uh, it's, it goes back and forth where um, the moth is talking to uh, the man down. They're trying to figure stuff out. And uh, it's a pretty short episode. Uh, it feels like... Also, it feels like a super cliffhanging one where, like, end of the season, but it's not the end of the season. It's only chapter seven. And um, it goes back and forth, and they're still trying to get a hold of Queel. And then uh, you see that uh, Queel is uh, kind of... He, he he died he's no more and it ends on that uh which we'll just go right into chapter eight where it picks off or it picks up right afterward yeah. and it turns out that uh so they're they're hold out in the uh in the building or in the in the bar or whatever it is that Ch- chapter seven chapter eight is called redemption it's called redemption Not as i was as i was Chungus. saying squatchers is that uh they are basically holed up in the, you know, where basically they were the, the meeting place. Almost. Yeah. Or they call it a safe, the safe house. That's what they keep calling it. For some bizarre reason, they call it the safe house. And uh, this moth comes out and he's like, you know, you're all going to die. 
you are he, he starts monologuing but he is saying like you know you can't run forever uh he, and i know all of you and i know all your names and he is completely aware that of who he's up against exactly. and it's the second time that in in the star wars universe on screen like in 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 a live action that we get to see death troopers oh show up fuck too. it dude it's my favorite troopers are the death troopers they're tall full black badass uh troopers that uh are they're pretty high up there um and basically he has so many troopers because they want baby yoda um and so basically it's talking they're both talking and then it switches back over to where the two storm uh speeder troopers pick up baby yoda and they have baby yoda and they're abusing baby yoda and baby yoda basically bites one of them and then he gets bopped on the head and before then... before all that it's actually kind of funny what's going on between them. oh it they're, is they're pretty it's, stupid it's, it's very comical but um so as you were saying with the the two uh, scout troopers uh, scout troopers are just you know trying to get back and then ig11 shows up and he, he he's, don't fuck with baby yoda and ig11 just whoops their ass doesn't even fire a laser breaks his arm uh snaps one of his neck uh basically takes baby yoda back put him in his little satchel uh, his pouch and hops on the uh, speeder bike and uh, goes ham. He goes into town, guns blazing, beating up all the all the stormtroopers, all the stormtroopers, uh, shooting death troopers, uh, and everything. Blows up the bike. Basically, you know, hey, I'm here, guys. I'm here to save the day. And uh, he basically makes an entrance mm. he's basically saving this uh the mando and his friend's skin from what's going on and um so a big shootout occurs and they're uh they're trying to figure out a way how to get out of town uh baby yoda's been reunited with them or at least i think at that point he yeah, yeah he's he is he is he is and uh uh the the they want out of there and there's only a certain way out you can't go through the front door um and uh basically mando is hurt because when ig11 came in they came out to save ig11 and try to like kill as many as possible so there's a big shootout with all of them there and uh, mando gets shot in the head in the back of the head and um they go inside and the only way out is through a um sewer tunnel in the the hideout or the safe house and um so they're trying to like, hey, you know, leave me get get through because IG Eleven like basically opens it up for him because he's a he's a droid, pretty badass one, and so they're trying to be like, go leave leave me and Mando's like, I I I've done enough, save save baby Yoda, and uh, so right when that happens, um, a uh, flame trooper comes in yeah so this is the first time we see a flame trooper now from what i remember in the force awakens these guys turned into the purge troopers so that's what i refer to them as but he comes in and blows a giant uh, ball of fire to kill everyone and baby yoda sees that you know and uh, uses his, the his force his daddy is uh un- un- unable to protect him so he uses the force to protect everyone and uh, ends up killing the flame trooper. Yeah, throwing the flame back into the, th- the flame trooper, and uh, killing him and blowing it up, um, and allowing ma- them to uh, allowing yes. at least Kara and or Kara and uh, grief grief yeah uh, to escape into the sewer sewers. with Baby Yoda, and basically IG Eleven stays behind to take care of Mando. Who- Mando and Mando's like. Um, you know, I have to take your helmet off. He's like, I can't take my helmet off for any human. Well, IG-11's not a human, so you you get to see Mando's face 
after eight episodes, you get to see it. And uh, it was, uh, well... It was an interesting moment. Um, very interesting moment. We'll, we'll talk about that at the end. But uh, So then they escape into the uh, sewers, and Mando's like, I know where to find uh, the... A way out. The... Uh, they call it an enclave, but the other Mandalorians and they, uh, he's like, they can help us. So then they go and try to find him. And it turns out that, you know, where they originally found him, that there are no Mandalorians left that they either all ran. Uh, and then, uh, what my girlfriend said, she thought that they died. I said, I think they deserted. Um, but, uh, only the, uh, the uh, armorer, I think, is is what she's called, is left, and she says, you know, they all left, but it's my duty to keep the uh, armory alive. It's my duty to to keep the 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 oh, what would you say, like the tradition of our people alive? Yeah, the creed. Yeah. And so she has some Beskar melted down from the uh, leftover armor that the Mandalorians left, and she makes a signet. A signet for him which uh because him and baby yoda had to deal with the mudhorn they get their own special like house yeah, signet which she, is the mudhorn she also talks about um what baby yoda was and they talk about the force and how um how the basically them fought but also they fought on the good side um and they talk about a little bit a little brief history about that and then it was all interrupted. Hey, we gotta get going. Uh, and she and he's like, "Come with us." And she's like, "No, I gotta stay here." And so they leave. And then um, storm. They leave. And then a little bit while after that, stormtroopers show up, and she's pretty fucking badass. Yeah. It, yeah. At first, it sets it up to make it seem like she's not gonna make it, and then she just destroys them. And she hits one of them with her like her her hammer right in the face and it's just oh it's so satisfying to hear it just crunch uh anyway so then they uh they they, uh, escape to a what was like a lava river yeah it's a lava river it's the only way out and and basically they're like hey what are we gonna do well we'll take this lava river boat so they go down the lava river boat and uh they destroyed is going helping them Coolest, coolest droid that's on screen for like five minutes. He's he's super awesome. He's a R four unit with uh, legs. Or, yeah, with legs, which which just looks really weird. But anyway, so the Mandalorian scans with his visor and realizes that there's really no way out of the city with the way it is. There, um, there's they see, they, they they see the exit. They're like, this is the only way out. We got to go toward it. He does a scan like. Like Chunga said, and there's a shit ton of troopers waiting for him, and he they're like, uh, "Well, we'll get off here, and there's no other way." And so they keep going, and they're like, "Stop, stop!" And, and well, it's a sad day they shoot the droid for no reason, um, and so they're just floating down, um, and uh, it's so sad because uh ig11 because he's reprogrammed to be a nurse droid he's must protect he must protect baby yoda and so he sacrifices himself to make sure everyone can get away well he has his uh detonator inside him still and that can be activated anytime he wants he just has to be asked to so he does he jumps out of the the boat into the lava and uh, he uh, goes out and says, I can't remember what he says, but he detonates and blows up. Kind of reminds me of uh, Arnold going down with the lava in uh, Terminator 2. Oh, I never saw Terminator 2. I've oh. only seen the first one. But uh, anyway, I guess we'll have to do a review on that one. But uh, it's kind of sad. So, you know, everything seems fine at that point. And it turns out that the moth that was after them, who has a name his name is moff gideon uh turns out he is well aware that the mandalorian is not someone that just ups and dies that easily uh has returned in his tie fighter that he showed up in pretty badass tie fighter and he starts shooting at them oh the other thing we forgot to mention that the mando got 
was a jetpack, which is also part of the Phoenix Squad in uh, the Rebels, Star Wars The Rebels. And the Phoenix Squad is also the Flying Squad who can use jetpacks as Mandalorians, which is pretty cool. So that happens. He shows up in his TIE Fighter shooting at him, and um, he has some detonators and he's like what are what are we gonna do we can't fight it against it and mandow's like i'll i'll puts on a jet pack and comes in and there's fighting and he goes up and he blasts up in there and he gets onto moth gideon's tie fighter and there's a real real room and trying to get him off and all that stuff and he shoots it and he finally like slaps a detonator onto the um the wing and uh, he jumps off with a jetpack and he it blows up and Moth Gideon goes down and crashes and Manda like somehow like lands and uh, he survives and they're like all right we got to get out of here and uh, so they start going and uh, they're all three of them are still talking. Mandau, the shock trooper, and uh, the guild guild leader is like, hey, you know, you can stay. Everything's fine. And Kara decides to stay, too. She decides that. He decides to stay. So Mandau and Baby Yoda decide to leave. And they leave. And it's almost ending. And um, you see the crash site of Moth Gideon's uh, TIE fighter. And you see, um, uh, you see a blade come out of it. Blade come out, a, and it's, it's a dark gi- blade. It's a giant circle opens up, and he comes out with a uh, dark blade, and he sees the the ship fly off Mandau's ship, um, and he's just standing there with this dark saber, and uh, that dark saber is actually a lightsaber. Um, Chungus knows a little bit more about it than I do. It's in Star Wars Rebels and the Clone Wars. Both. Yeah, and we'll save that for uh, just the the quick wrap up at the end. But anyway, so that's the end of the the season of uh, the first season, at least of the Mandalorian. And overall, I would definitely say the last two episodes were definitely, in my opinion, way more than ten out of ten blasters. Oh, if yeah, I had no. to rate it. I'd probably give it about a thirty. Oh no, it's, it's it's up there. It's really good. It, it explains it, a lot. It, it it's it blows everything on the water. It, it sets up for so much more to happen in season two, which is um funny thing is season two it actually was being uh, made at, after season one, so they went straight into season two and started filming right after after they got done with chapter eight. So they kept on doing it, so they wouldn't be behind so it'll come out fall of 2020 yep fall this year it's weird to think that's already 2020 but uh yeah squatcher so if you stayed with us this far um we'll uh take a brief uh second to let some of you catch up you know and then we're gonna talk we're gonna discuss basically uh the series as a whole and where star wars is headed Okay, so, hey, Squatchers, um, thanks for listening. Uh, and here's our thoughts and opinions about uh, M- The Mandalorian, Chapter 1 through 8. Um, I duly enjoyed. Um, I feel like this whole entire adventure we were on with The Mandalorian, it wasn't rushed. Um, had wonderful points, uh, little lures and things that you're like, oh shit, that was in Star Wars, or that was in Rogue One, or hey, I was watching Star Wars Rebels, and I I remember this part. There's there's so much they threw in there that it just like kept us entertained, and I I just loved it all. See, so when I first heard about the Mandalorian from a YouTube channel called the uh, Star Wars Explained, uh, he had some thoughts and opinions on what it was going to be, how it was, and how Jester said it's a spaghetti space Western. Uh, he had basically the same idea or the same thought, but, uh, he, he kind of guessed that, you know, it might be in the star Wars universe, but not like super star Wars. And he did a really good job of like nailing that idea. So one of the things that I really appreciate, appreciate about the series is that, 
you uh, we said it in our initial review that you really don't need to have watched star wars to appreciate this like yeah it's if if you everyone knows yoda like there's no way you don't know yoda it's it's impossible but you don't need to know who yoda was to enjoy baby yoda um you don't need to know who the mandalorians are because they they don't you know people don't really talk about them like they know who they were see that's the thing chungus um it's it's just like everyone knows star wars luke the force lightsabers uh jedi you know darth vader the sith and all that stuff this is the mandalorian this is you know a different type of thing so it's just like you don't have to know anything to know about pick it up watch it enjoy it you're not like oh god it's gonna be another jedi thing yeah and that's that's what i like about it is that it doesn't there's a lot in it that you don't need a lot of star wars knowledge to enjoy i think one of the best parts about the series is that each episode was great as a standalone episode by itself like it could be its own episode except for seven and eight now uh this is going to be the spoiler free part of the series but seven and eight have to go hand in hand and that's that's the way that they designed it but you can kind of pick up anywhere um in the series like you're not really missing anything massive if you haven't seen it and so that's one thing i really liked about it another thing that i really liked is that there's a lot of co-mingling of what lucas arts and disney want to include in the series so uh or in, in the star wars universe because they have the Clone Wars that's being released next on Disney Plus. They've apparently got Rebels wrapping up too. We, uh, I guess, uh, there was such demand for it that they're gonna. I gotta it. finish it. Apparently, yeah, I gotta finish it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I haven't seen all of them, but that they, they are commingling things. You know, uh, one of the things that Jester pointed out to me just now is that uh, what do you call them, Night Watch or something? Uh. Or Phoenix Watch. Oh, Phoenix Squad Phoenix from the Squad. Ma- Mandalorians. And you said that was not Phoenix Squad. That was uh, Death Watch. And uh, it's part of the Mandalorian race. Uh, they have different squads and different clans and tribes and creeds. Um, and so I have a feeling the next season might integrate some of that where they tell a little bit more about the Mandalorian race, how they evolved or how they became or what squad is this? What squad is that? And, um, I, there's so much they can do with it. It's kind of like a rogue one, what they did with that, you know, a bunch of no name people and how, how the death star came along, but there wasn't no really Jedi or anything. It was just a bunch of, rebels trying to help out and misfits and it was just it was a good movie and i've that's that's what star wars needs it needs to get away from the jedis and stuff and start telling other stories in the star wars universe not so i'm i'm super excited for season two i wish it would be fall already um what what else so another thing that i really appreciate about it is that it's definitely got more blaster action than um a previous star what do i say previous star wars shows have a lot of kind of like movies uh, oh yeah well like how would i uh in clone wars there's a lot of diplomacy there's a lot of diplomatic like sequences there's yeah there's clone wars like there's clone battles and things but like there's not like the parts of it there that there are they're kind of short the mandalorian there's like full-on shootouts and it's cool and it looks really cool and it's it's enjoyable yeah and that's what a lot of people like want to see in um in the star wars universe not just like uh you know uh stormtroopers versus jedis and lightsabers and duels and stuff we want to see different stuff we want to see um the other side um 
but uh i loved it i can't wait to see if they do any more other ones just besides man down maybe they'll oh yeah no they've got a they've got an obi-wan series coming oh up yeah oh my god and a uh cassian series now cassian i feel is gonna have the same idea that the mandalorian has oh yeah cassian the the the, the guy the, in uh rogue, rogue one. one who and um... it's gonna be about him and k2 i believe is his name. oh yeah k2 was great yeah it's gonna be about him joining the rebellion and then finding k2 which already happened in the uh, cassian comic i believe is what it's called or the rogue one or the road to rogue one i don't know i'm not really into the 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 novelization side of star wars but it really is much better than i had originally thought it was going to come out like i was like oh of course it's star wars i'm gonna love it and then watching it it's just you can keep watching it over and over we said that in the first one but like there's 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 so much to enjoy from it like they they just nailed it as a first season they nailed it it's 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 the fact that you can turn it on like i love the prisoner that was my favorite one there's so much action um i love the music I love how it goes in. We see different races. We see TIE fighters. We see the New Republic ship that we've never seen before. There's just so much that you're like, if I miss it, I can watch it again and enjoy it and catch little things. Um, There's just so much about it. It's a good one to re-binge watch. Yeah, definitely. Binge watch. Um, So... Uh, like I said before, this is going to be the spoiler-free kind of area, at least the generalization of it. Um, but the other thing that I like is that there's so much that John Favreau and the other directors and Dave Filoni could go with this. They could, yeah, they have so much um, stories and so much. Uh, stuff they can take from and use and put into this new universe that we're going we're get we're going to get to see and it's just so good so good the other thing that's really nice about this series is that a lot of it's got a lot of room to grow like there's oh, a lot man. of things that they can add in um there's the scene in one of them regarding Nightwatch and the um, the Mandalorian. The Purge, yeah. they call it. Which, as as we need to correct, the Purge actually didn't happen during the Imperial uh, rule. It happened during the Clone Wars. Okay, yeah. And also the Purge was just not the Mandalorians. It was the whole entire universe where they went and hunted down jedi hunted down mandalorians hunted down uh you know different races so they don't take rule or rebel or all kinds of stuff so it's just not the mandalorians it's the whole universe so stupid empire yeah and um then there's the dark saber that's by no means is this a spoiler it's just the dark saber is important to mandalorian culture it makes its appearance in the show and it's great to see it like part of like they're expanding on a thing that started in the clone wars that then goes into star wars rebels that has now followed its way all the way into the mandalorian into live action and that's obviously showing that they're not they're not stopping where they're going to expand this universe they're they're going to go back to mandalore they're going to talk about um what happened to them how did the different clans split up what kind of war uh also in the star wars rebels other mandalorians joined the empire and is going against the uh, their own clans and it's just a whole bunch of greatness that's gonna happen i am a i'm super excited for it and uh i really hope you enjoyed this episode it's one of our very longer ones we wanted to do it because uh we wanted to finish it we wanted everyone to hear about it and uh just hope we get a lot of listeners out of this yeah um like jester said it's it's a longer episode and for those who 
uh, you know, <laughs> not saying we're not good, but sat through our kind of our weird rant. Like this series needs to be watched to fully appreciate it. Like y- you can talk about it, but you have to see it. And each time you see it, you notice something here and there that you didn't notice the first time. But it's it's wonderful. We cannot recommend it enough. Like yeah, it, no, please go watch it. Go watch it. Come to our podcast. Listen to us rant and rave. Part one and two uh, is our first Mandalorian. This is going to be the recap of all the other Mandalorians uh, chapters. Um, go go watch. Come back. Listen. Uh, laugh with us. Um, go have a lot of aha moments. Um, and I just want to thank everyone who started listening. Uh, once again, we're still brand new at this podcasting thing. Um, we're getting better each each session that we uh, record for you. Uh, we're always pushing to to deliver more. And I just want to say I love all our listeners and who support us. Um, tell your friends, tell your buddies, tell your coworkers. Uh, you know, just get us out there. Um, I've been Jester, and I've been Big Chungus. And uh, talk to you later, Squatchers. Yep. See you in the next one.